Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. This morning, we have the last message in the Raised to Live Life in Him series. And if you recall, it started on Baptism Sunday, October 10th. In baptism, we acknowledge that Jesus is our Savior, that we've turned from our old way of life. We've died to our sins and have been raised to new life in Him. Raised to live life in Him. Paul talks about it in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. We're going to read verses 6 to 15. And I'd like to ask you to stand once more in reverence for God's word this morning. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Rooted and established in love. Well, that doesn't say that, does it? (laughs) Sounds good, it's true, but... (laughs) Let me get back to the Word. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition, and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Ever wonder why we believe Jesus is fully God and fully man? Alright, there it says so, verse 10. Pardon me, verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In Him, 
you were also circumcised and putting off the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, there it is, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away nailing it to the cross. And there I think of my favorite line of any hymn. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to his cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. That's it as well with my soul. Verse 15. Got to read it because it's very important for the message this morning. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And Lord, we do praise you. Jesus, we thank you for the victory we have in you. Sin has no hold on us because it's nailed to your cross. Lord, as the writer of Hebrews puts it, let us throw off whatever hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and run the race that's marked out. Lord, I thank you for this life you've blessed us with, this life together, this life with you, the head, the authority. Lord, help us as we submit to you, to your will, to your ways, and all things. I pray for the message. May you give me clarity of thought and speech, and may the truths that are in your word be made clear to us. And Lord, may we apply them to our hearts and our lives as your word and your spirit shapes us to be more like you, Jesus. And I pray these things in your precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Supreme. That word means... Of authority. Superior to all others. You might think of the Supreme Court. That's the highest court in our land. Then you consider the word supremacy. 
Let's review what that means. Highest. Greatest in authority, power, or rank. Supremacy. The greatest importance, degree, significance, character, or achievement. And the scripture we read this morning reminds us that Jesus is the supreme authority. Shoot, I thought that'd get an amen. Because it's true. With all that review of what supremacy is and what it means, there are several questions I want us to ask ourselves this morning. Not several, a few, maybe three. <laughs> three questions. The first question we find in Mark. Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 30. If you don't have your Bibles, that's all right. It'll be on the screen. Mark chapter 8. Verse 27 says this. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say that I am? Right there is the first question for each of us this morning. Who do we say Jesus is? Jesus asked them, Who do people say that I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? What about you? What about you? Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. In Matthew 16, 16, Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of Of the living God. Who do you say Jesus is? We got to settle that question. Who is he? Who is he to you? Like Peter. Do you believe and confess that Jesus is the Christ? The Savior of the world. The Son of God. One of us will all have to answer that question someday before the throne. Who do you say Jesus is? The next question we find in a hymnal, but not the hymnal in your pews. I have a hymnal Nina gave me. You see, Usually Nina and I talk every Friday or every Thursday before we go to the nursing homes on Friday. And usually I say something that reminds Nina of a song. 
And usually she sings it and I don't know it. Well, a couple weeks ago she sang a song I didn't know. And the words were in this hymnal. Well, in studying the last few weeks, I came across the song and another book I was reading that's perfect for, for, for this point of the message, this second question. It wasn't in our hymnals, but it was in the hymnal nine it gave me. It's cool how the Lord works things out, isn't it? The first question we talked about is, who do you say Jesus is? The next question is, what will you do with Jesus? This hymn was written by A.B. Simpson. A.B. Simpson was the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. If you haven't heard that definition, that's a cousin of the Church of the Nazarene, or the Free Methodist, or the Wesleyans. A.B. Simpson. And here's what I want you to do, but you've got to promise me you won't fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes as you listen to these words. I'll read them to you. But before I do, let me tell you a little about the hymn. It poses the question, what did Pilate do with Jesus? You remember Pilate from the New Testament. Jesus' passion. Jesus was brought before Pilate. The Jews wanted him crucified, and he was really kind of the one to hand him over to them if he made that decision. And he did. He was in a position of authority. not realizing who had the real supreme authority. So bow your heads and close your eyes as I read this hymn to you. Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall, friendless, forsaken, betrayed by all. Hearken what meaneth The sudden call. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? Jesus is standing on trial. Still, you can be false to him if you will. You can be faithful through good or ill. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Neutral, you cannot be. Someday your heart won't be asking, what will he do with me? Will you evade him as Pilate tried? Or will you choose him? Whate'er be tied. Vainly you struggle from him to hide. 
What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? Will you like Peter, your Lord, deny? Or will you scorn from his foes to fly? Daring from Jesus to live or die. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? This fifth and final verse is in quotation marks. May it be the words of your heart. Jesus, I give my heart to thee today. Jesus, I follow thee all the way. Gladly obeying thee will you say, this will I do with Jesus. Thank you. You can wake up now. What a song, huh? I would have sang it for you, but I cannot sing yet. Had I tried, your breakfast might have divorced your stomach. (laughs) Just ask the Wednesday night Bible study this past week. My voice has not been restored from the surgery to sing enough. I can't, it ain't pretty. But sometimes a song could just sum up what needs to be said. And that song does it. And that song leads us to the final question. Third and final question. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 18. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. It says he, right there to start that sentence, that's Jesus. Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created. John chapter 1. For by Him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, All things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. 
Just dwell on that for a minute. He is the firstborn among the dead. So that in everything, he might have the supremacy. If he has supremacy over everything, then he must have supremacy over us, even our lives. So let me ask a challenging question that I heard on a Right Now media study that goes along with the message of the supremacy of Christ. Right now, media is like Netflix with Bible studies. It's free to you and any of your friends. Free is always good. See me or Erica, we can help help you get the code or go to www.springnaz.org. At the bottom of the homepage, you can click and sign up. I was watching a, a book a Philippians study by a lady whose name is Joe Saxton. She's got a really cool accent, if you're into that. <laughs> Said with all humility and sarcasm. And let's get back to the quote, right? Here's what uh, Joe asked. When you gave your life to Christ, did you invite him into your world to play a part in your world, or did you surrender to his? I'll read it again, because it really makes you think. Because I think this is the problem that many Christians in the church have. Not this church, church in general. But for many, especially church in America, Christ is a nice accessory in our lives, especially when we need something. That's not what it's about. When you gave your life to Christ, did you invite him into your world to play a part in your world, or did you surrender to his? Jesus did not come and die on a cross, didn't, wasn't buried and raised to life just to play a little part in our life. He came to bring us life and be our life. Does he have supremacy in your life? Is he in charge or are you? Nathaniel, I, I say he is, but, but how do I know if he's in charge? One of the signs is the fruit produced by his spirit filling our lives. Are we loving? Are we kind?
Are we patient? Confession. He's still working on me. But I hope he finds me gentle. Having self-control. Anytime that stuff from Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Well, anytime the opposite of that stuff is in our lives, that's when we harm our witness and may harm others. This is not in the notes, but Holy Spirit brings things to mind. A.W. Tozer was a preacher who his first job was in West Virginia. So he had to be a great guy. And he wrote about revival and what's, a, what's, what's going to start revival in the church. And one of the things he said was examination. And that's scriptural. The psalmist tells us we need to lie on the bed and let the Lord examine our hearts. And messages like this are good reminders of the examinations we need to ask ourselves, Lord, who do I say Jesus is? What am I doing with Jesus? Does he have supremacy over my life? What kind of fruit am I producing? Do I need to repent or say I'm sorry for rotten fruit? Let me leave you with this verse. Romans, chapter 6, verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.